For almost 50 years, the Association of Defense Communities has been the voice of the municipalities, regions, and states that our military calls home, along with the partner organizations that help them thrive. Last year, ADC added a new group of voices, those of military spouses. They have a unique perspective on what happens in defense communities, especially those spouses who have been stationed in multiple communities. Today, we're talking to two of those military spouses. Welcome to America's Defense Communities, the podcast. I'm Randy Ford. At the Installation Innovation Forum in October, ADC launched the Military Spouse Community Leadership Initiative, a select group of military spouses from across the country and across the services joined us in Orlando. Coming up, we'll talk to two of those spouses. But first, let's hear from the most high-ranking military spouse, one who's long been an advocate not only for other spouses, but also for ADC. That's Shireen Brown, spouse of Joint Chiefs Chair General C.Q. Brown. She helped ADC kick off this new initiative with a special video message. Here's part of what she had to say. Quality of life issues like military child education, spousal employment, housing, and childcare have rightfully taken the spotlight at ADC in recent years. New stakeholders have joined these critical conversations. However, one significant voice is often missing at the table. The voice that's on the front line, managing impacts of quality of life. That is our military spouses. Recognizing this gap, ADC in partnership with the senior military spouses and the service partnership divisions and leads designed a groundbreaking initiative they brought a group of military spouses from across the country to the Installation Innovation Forum to engage with their installation and community leaders. I am thrilled that they are here, and I commend ADC for taking this critical step. I encourage all of you to participate in open dialogue, honest exchanges, and fruitful discussions. But I implore you not to stop at the discussions alone. Please commit to take an action. For the military and civilian DOD leaders in the audience, I encourage you to explore ways to integrate military spouses into your installation discussions, processes, boards, and working groups. To the community leaders in the room, I urge you to look for ways to integrate military spouses into local planning meetings and forums. Let's bridge the gap and get to know one another. Now let's get to my recent conversation with two Army spouses who are part of the initiative and were at ADC's Installation Innovation Forum last fall, Vanessa Errico, military spouse currently in Texas, and Laura Meyer, a military spouse currently in New York State. We talked about the initiative, but also their experiences as military spouses, what they wish people knew about military families, and what they say to service leaders when they get the chance to talk with them. We were also joined by ADC Executive Director Matt Boren. Here's our conversation. So, uh, Matt, how, how did the Military Spouse Community Leadership Initiative come to be at ADC? Well, the more and more ADC has begun to talk about quality of life, and this is in response to DOD and the services really focusing on these issues, whether it's child care or military child education, housing, spouse employment, it, it occurred to me that 
ADC's current uh, group of stakeholders, uh, including base leadership and community leadership, uh, that there was a voice missing uh, at the table there. Uh, and that was the, the individuals who deal with these quality of life uh, issues on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and that was really the military spouse. And so, you know, kind of the concept was really thinking about how do we integrate military spouses into that local leadership framework? You know, how do we get their perspectives and their ideas uh, and making sure that they're heard and that the ideas that communities and bases come up with are actually going to work uh, and address their concerns? So that was really the impetus behind it. And then I reached out to some senior military spouses, including Shireen Brown and, and Patty George, uh, and they they really bought in as well. And so we were able to put this together. And uh, I think I think it's been going well, though it's a, it's a work in progress. Well, we're excited to have two of the spouses in the initiative with us. Um, so I want to introduce them. Uh, Laura, let's start with you. Tell us um, just a little bit about, about your service. So I've been an Army spouse for 22 years. Um, I have three teenagers. And in that time, we... We've lived 12 different places. Wow. Yeah, that is one of those parts of the experience that that many people don't know. Uh, and, and we'll talk more about that, uh, I think, as we go along. Um, Vanessa, let us know a little bit more about you. Yeah, so I have been a military spouse for 12 years. I have moved about um, eight times out of the 12. Um, I'm a mom to two young boys. I've also kind of gone through the ups and downs of like uh, unemployment, uh, being a stay-at-home mom, um, not having the resources available because having lived in remote areas, um, that sort of thing as well. And so, um, yeah, just a little bit about me. What, uh, Vanessa, what has your experience been so far with the, the Military Spouses Initiative? You know, I thought it was just an incredible opportunity overall, just to kind of be in the same room, really, uh, with our senior leaders, our thinkers, um, and innovators. I mean, it was just really a once-in-a-lifetime experience because you don't you don't get to do that every day. It's it's very unique to be able to be a part of something like that. So um, I definitely enjoyed like the assemblies, um, the town halls, the roundtable discussions. Definitely eye-opening when you have your senior military leaders available to you to provide uh, just different different perspectives on the quality of life challenges and also uh, defense policy. The one thing that kind of stuck out to me about the initiative was the HQ, uh, the IIF HQ. I personally like that a lot because um, there was just a lot of resources centered around the conference the conferences programming and that sort of thing. And so um, I'm in Austin, Texas. I work closely with the military spouses here. And so I was able to bring back a lot of some of that, some of those resources back home also. And then of course, you know, the happy hours, the lunch meetups and the receptions, I thought overall, it was just a phenomenal experience. Great. And that, that was at the Installation Innovation Forum last fall in Orlando, when you were having those discussions with with senior military leaders and others, did you did you feel like that you were being heard, like that they were finding that those conversations helpful and useful too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were in um, very intimate 
um, conversations with these senior leaders. I think it was me um, and and two of the other spouses. Laura was one of the other spouses, and Maggie and and we were, you know, with with a general sitting down and um, going around the table and talking about our top concerns and and it was nice just having that intimate conversation and and yeah we we definitely felt heard Laura why is it so important to be heard for for military spouses to be heard and and Matt kind of touched on this too but I'm I'm curious about it from your perspective Yeah I like what Matt said about um us being stakeholders I think that's mm-hmm. that's really important because I think spouses have a sort of comprehensive pulse on those quality of life issues. You, they really do touch all of them. And sometimes we're doing it on our own, right? Because the service member is away. I had multiple times where we've moved and my service member has left almost immediately. So that transition to that new community is mine to figure out, right? So when you're a spouse that's driving a lot of those decisions on how you integrate into a community, um, how you find resources, then we do need to hear from those spouses about what their experiences have been. What are the challenges that maybe we've missed? There's so many, the the big ones we all know, but there's so many ones on the periphery, I think that really spouses can bring to the forefront for for leaders to understand. Yeah, I think it's helping broaden the, uh, even just what the term quality of life means. It does not just refer to um to the hvac unit in a barracks uh it's really a lot more uh uh, it touches many more people uh than than kind of what some people think of when they say quality of life so matt as uh as as people are hearing this we're just a few weeks away from the defense community's national summit and there's going to be a component with with the um spouse community leadership initiative there too. What um, what is that going to look like? Well, this is kind of an expansion of the pilot uh, of this this initiative. I mean, honestly, we didn't, you know, even plan to to go beyond the installation innovation forum. But I think there was so much goodness that came out of that, and there were so many ideas that the spouses came back with you know, and feedback. I, I it just made sense to take this to the next level, if you will, and really. It's the chance to learn about and and see how the discussions at the local level translate into federal policy and advocacy uh, and how communities conduct that type of business and and what it takes, what it means to to visit your congressional delegation, what it mm-hmm. means to to create the different types of uh, of talking points and and issues and background materials uh, to really make a difference. So we're very excited about it. Uh, I think it's going to be a good experience. That's great. And um, Vanessa, when you have these conversations that you kind of mentioned, what what is something that you think uh, may be misunderstood about life as a military spouse or for military families? I think what is misunderstood about being a military military spouse is just we're we're um, very efficient. When it comes to getting our resources, we've been doing this kind of, you know, we we move from from place to place. So we've gotten into a rhythm of like, these are the things that we need um, to be able to thrive in a new city. One is 
being able to navigate resources in a new place, being able to navigate just different channels to learn about the area. Um, and so I think that's kind of often underestimated on on our basic, you know, like just kind of our potential when we have to kind of embark this journey of being a military spouse is that the experience kind of strengthens us on how to go about getting our resources and navigating a new place. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's kind of often misunderstood and, and we always end up doing a really great job at it. And <laughs> between the two of you, so Vanessa, you said you moved eight times, I think, is that what you said? And yes. Laura, you said 12 times, right? Mm -hmm. So between the two of you, 20 communities um, where you've seen what works and what doesn't work and could help those community leaders say, this is, this is what we need and this is what other um, maybe more junior military families really need when they come to live here. Um, do you find that that they uh, listen to you and, and uh, seek that kind of guidance? I guess either one of you can, can answer that. I think definitely the, the ears are open. I think it's about just having those conversations down on a level that really helps understand that although we are all military spouses and have common experiences and, and common quality of life issues, the way that we need those issues to be addressed or the way that we approach them is very diverse. And so coming down to that level and having those conversations about, you really can't just lump a military spouse into one grouping. Um, we, we have very diverse needs and experiences. Um, and so that, that conversation, again, including that spouse at the table is really important. And Vanessa, you're you're nodding. Uh, is that is that what you've noticed as well? Yeah, exactly. Just having the voice, just like Laura said, having the voice at the table is a huge deal. Um, and then us just having the platform that we have now with ADC, I mean, is even a bigger deal for us because we're now able to advocate for our military spouses on another level. So, and we'll wrap up here. But I'm curious, Matt, what you know, you talked about the the things, the, the goodness that came out of starting this at Installation Innovation Forum in the fall. Um, and I think probably that has to do with the actual work uh, of the spouses themselves, the, the people who came there, who had those meetings, who have been dedicated to that. Can you talk about this, this group of spouses who are really doing this work? Well, uh, I can tell you, they were handpicked uh, by senior spouses from each of the services. And we quickly found out why. Uh, they're engaged, they're passionate, uh, and they're ready to take on leadership roles in these communities and become those mentors for you know the future spouses. And I think you mentioned some of those you know more junior uh, families that you know aren't necessarily uh, you know married to a brigadier general or, or or something like that, but they they too now have a voice at the table. So uh, I, I certainly understand why they were chosen and. The feedback that they've given just to ADC, helping us understand what types of programming, what types of policies we should be looking at. Uh, so no, it's been it's been eye opening for me as well. Uh, Vanessa, Laura, is there anything else you you want to share that um, that you think people really need to know and don't understand about uh, the experience that, that spouses and families go through? I think I would just add to a little bit to what Vanessa had said about how resourceful military spouses are and just for community leaders to understand how talented military spouses are and what a, a breadth of experience they bring, 
just simply from managing the the life of being married to a military service member, the transitions, the way that they are able to dive in with maybe a group of people they hardly know and figure out how to solve a problem and, and do a lot of those things while their service member is away. Just they're a huge resource in the community in terms of of talent. And, and so I just wanted to kind of emphasize that. Well, you know, Randy, I, I want to kind of build off of uh, what was said there a minute ago. You know, it wasn't and it's still not uncommon uh, at ADC where I, I meet a, a base commander, you know, at an event uh, and he's there in his uniform. And then the next time I see him a year or two later, he's a city manager outside the gate, right? There's a, a pipeline of, uh, of leadership that usually extends from bases uh, into communities. And selfishly, uh, we're now seeing that same thing with uh, military spouses. They're taking on those leadership roles even after they're no longer uh, connected with the military. Uh, and so helping to create kind of this pipeline of, of leadership and talent uh, is also a big part of this initiative. So I, I was glad to hear her say that because it's we're evolving just like uh, just like everything. That's great. Thank you, Matt, Laura, and Vanessa for talking uh, with us on the podcast and for getting this initiative going. It's a great thing that I know a lot of people are excited about. So thank you all for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for all having right. us. As you heard there, members of the Military Spouse Community Leadership Initiative will be at the Defense Communities National Summit April 8th through 10th in the D.C. area. You can join us there too. Find out more and register at adcsummit.org. America's Defense Communities, the podcast, is a production of the Association of Defense Communities, defensecommunities.org. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and let others know about it. This episode was produced and mixed by Mark Parrott. I'm Randy Ford. We'll talk to you next time.